Welcome to The Redesign, the podcast in which we create the very best versions of everyday things. I'm Tom. The painter set down her paintbrush and breathed a sigh of relief as her masterpiece was complete. She stepped away from the canvas, revealing a single word. Eric. How's our previous project, Flag 2.0, doing? I mean, did you see the dope limited release Flag Force 1 that Bhutan put out? Yeah. Um, so today, having thoroughly modernized the cinema with Movies 2.0, I think it's high time to turn our attention to the small screen itself, and particularly that endearing form of art that we know as the sitcom. Oh, Okay. Are you ready? This is going to be all fourth wall jokes. At least. Possibly fifth wall jokes. Fifth wall. Oh. Ceiling. The audience behind the audience. The, the audience underneath the stage in the basement. Anyway. Yes. So the thing that I want to 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 set down are some ground rules around sitcoms that I think need to be enforced to to allow everyone to enjoy them on sort of an equal footing and the the one that I want to start with is that a laugh track must be on every sitcom are you just is this whole episode an excuse for you to just edit in laugh tracks after everything we say because I think that would be a really great idea <laughs> You should at least like just pick a joke at random that w that you or I uh, make and then just like pop a laugh track right in there and then just see how that feels. You know, I bet it's going to feel really good for us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I think I mean, audiences, if I know anything about sitcom audiences, they just want to return to like simpler times when when jokes were really obvious and were marked as funny. And so yes. obviously a laugh track needs to be on every joke. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just thinking like, what are the other sort of sitcom signifiers that, that are also mandated? Um, the, the whenever anything titillating happens. Mm -hmm. you and know? also when there's like an emotional moment, everyone goes, Aww. yeah, yeah. Yep. That's really good. There's the cheer when a cameo arrives or or a like beloved secondary character who kind of steals the show in every episode he's in, Steve Urkel. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think the benefit of, of this, these, these signifiers that are built into the format is that like, especially when in this in this dang global world that we live in if you're sharing a sitcom across cultures like everybody should be able to understand like exactly what's happening at all times yeah um why don't we just cut to the chase and just have a, a person an announcer say that was funny As opposed to a laugh track or in addition yeah. to a laugh track? Um, well, uh, it could be an option like closed captioning. It's for, for people who are humor, humor impaired. Hard of laughing? Yes, exactly. 
Um, now, what I do like is that as just like maybe a small man in the corner of the screen just holding up a sign. Where yes. When oh. someone on screen tells a joke and, and this person just holds up a sign that says joke. That's my favorite thing about Japanese television. <laughs> the reaction shot? Yeah, the reaction um, picture in picture. Every show has it. Every single show. It's like, I, I don't, I don't. I don't really understand how that came to be, but it is so, it is a visual laugh track. It does everything a laugh track um, can, can do, but it's visual and it's even more like, it's more visceral because you see these um, usually celebrities uh, mm-hmm. just reacting to stuff. Like I, I almost, I almost only watch that. I think, I mean, part of it is that I don't understand the language and so I can, I have to latch onto something, but... Aww. It's it's just so fascinating. But that's exactly what I'm getting at. Like, you don't need to understand that that something is funny. You can just watch those people and yeah. and know. Yeah, exactly. You've got that that tangible emotional connection with another human being through a through a tiny picture in picture audience that is laughing at something. Now, picture in picture is just a a, a shoddy you know um, substitute for something that's potentially like much better like um like you could just hire a person to come sit with you and watch stuff and react to the shows Mm -hmm. so that you could keep an eye on them it's like picture in picture celebrity audience by proxy yeah exactly exactly it doesn't i mean it doesn't have to be a celebrity like let's not go crazy i mean the you know very wealthy people would be able to afford celebrities to Mm -hmm. um to do this to perform this uh it's it's a it's a performance in its own right and that said i think let me let me suggest something is that maybe you can just have a second television set up next to your you know your primary television Uh and when you're watching a sitcom you put on the the sitcom partner channel, uh-huh. and, and so, you know, in which because I, I think we we obviously want to make this very democratic and available to everyone, and and you know share that good humor with the world. So while you're watching this sitcom on the second screen is, you know, a well-known celebrity Hugh Jackman just sort of having a good old time, also watching the show. So you know what the proper response is. More like huge yak man. Exactly. Yes. Would it just be their face? No, I think you got a. It's like a whole body shot. Is it a really tall TV? Yes. Um, yeah, you just kind of sit it next to your other TV, mm-hmm. like a, like, a, um, like a floor mirror or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That'd be great. It doesn't have to be Hugh Jackman, but you know, that guy, that guy really knows how to perform. And I think th- the, the, the be small Ackman. <laughs> It depends on the size of your secondary television, I suppose. Yeah. Now, I, th- I think a lot of the uh, humor in, in sitcoms maybe comes from like the the outsider character, like Balky on Perfect Strangers. Oh man, Balky! 
I okay. Side note: small, small detour. Um, Perfect Strangers. I I remember liking the idea of the show and thinking the the dynamic was very funny uh, as a child. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I don't think it was a very good show. Anyway, I we. I the one episode that I always remember and still remember to this day is uh, the one where they went tanning and they stayed too long in the tanning beds and they were both extremely sunburned and it hurt to do everything. And that was very funny slapstick humor um, that I can relate to now because I recently went uh, to the beach and got a major sunburn. So um, that's the story. It's that good relatable humor. It is because you know getting a sunburn uh, sucks. I I think what I want to to pull out of this lesson is that not you getting a sunburn, but specifically the the idea of the outsider is that a lot of sitcoms and in fact almost all sitcoms were too scared to to deploy the ultimate power move uh, that only one sitcom pulled off. Alf. I, I was just gonna be yes. Well, Mor- Mork and Mindy. No. That's just that's just a guy. Oh, okay, okay. I, I want more of that outside the box thinking in in my sitcoms. Like you I think <laughs> we have to mandate an extraterrestrial character. Yes. I mean, the third rock from the sun was was all extraterrestrial characters. And that's why it was a great show. Right. Got it. Alf um Alf I remember Alf. We all remember Alf. It's from Mel Mac. Mm-hmm. Hate, hated cats. Ate cats. Yeah, I don't think hated is the correct word. Yeah, no, he word. ate them. He, yeah, no, he, he ate probably them. loved cats. Yes. He liked, he liked to have cats over for dinner. <laughs> I mean, let me hit you with this. Picture uh, Parks and Rec, a, a great sitcom. Yep. Now picture Parks and Rec with the addition of Alf. Parks and Alf. Alf and Rec. Anyway, <laughs> instantly 400% better. Mel and Mac. <laughs> All of these are good. And see? See? it. The formula works. It does. It really does. Yeah. I, 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 um, I'm very ashamed to say that I haven't seen Parks and Rec. Um, I have seen... I've seen its uh, close cousin, The Office. Mm-hmm. So imagine Alf as um, the regional manager of a... I mean, it's not a, a paper place anymore. It's a cat farm. <laughs> That's definitely a thing. Yeah, yeah. It's... A cat farm. <laughs> yeah, you go you go outside and you, you tend, tend the cats. It's a good crop this year. It is, exactly. Yeah, now see see you did it. You you instantly thought of uh a show that you had seen. Yes. And then added Elf and it yes. instantly became much better. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Um so so uh what we're suggesting here is that we're we're going to improve the sitcom by mandating a uh an Elf like or or just Elf character. Would the mm-hmm. would the character have to be uh, um a puppet? Is that I mean, the is that the ideal way to capture the extraterrestrial um, strangeness of this character? 
I mean, that adds so much it does. texture to the to the show. Now, and CGI is getting better. It's getting really good. But I mean, if you've seen the the documentary Farscape, then you know that puppets are extremely mm. good. Right now, you know, I was thinking this is this is some really good thinking around constructing a very amusing and and uh, lasting narrative, but not necessarily that you would have to use Elf in every show but now that we've sort of played this out maybe it's just elf maybe yeah um maybe elf introduces every show hmm and then is is in it really playing up that like shared universe yeah. kind of fan theory angle it's like um it's like uh what's it called um like Alfred Hitchcock where uh-huh. he would just announce and there would be a silhouette of Alf with the, with the proboscis, mm-hmm. um, the rigid proboscis, rid, rid, not rigid as in hard, like stiff, like rigid. Yes. I, uh, like, Ridged. There we go. Yeah. Alf. So, so, what um what about like uh that show I I've been trying to make this joke for the past like approximately two and a half minutes, uh, but I can't remember the name of the show that this references, um so uh the listener will have to fill this in. But that show with Alf Alpha, it's a like it's perfect, and it would mm-hmm. be Alf, but with like a thing of hair sticking directly up. Well, I mean maybe you've just hit on something. Is that in in the uh, narrative of that show, Alf is merely like the forerunner of a much larger Melmachian invasion force. Right. He is, in fact, Alf Alpha. Alf Alf Alpha. Yes, absolutely. Alf Prime. Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, I mean, maybe Alf Alpha is just like somebody super excited to see Alf but gets cut off. <laughs> That could also happen. Yeah. Yep. Elf. Elf. Ah. The, and that would be funny because it would be a, a like a quick cut to another scene. And we all know that a quick cut is always fun. Right. Right. Absolutely. Especially, you know, if it's a, if it's a match cut. Mm-hmm. Man, I, I watch a lot of movie deconstruction YouTube videos. <laughs> so something we touched on in, in Movies 2.0 is that there's always like a notable character with a quippy catchphrase. Alf. I mean, I don't think Alf said Alf on Alf. Um, excuse me. Somebody had to figure out what his name was. He must have said Alf at some point. Maybe his catchphrase was I'm Alf. Hi, my name. Hello, my name is Alf. <laughs> it's it's possible. I mean, obviously, there's like, you know, Bazinga from uh, The Office, but I think every sitcom needs <laughs> needs some of that heat. There's so many in, incorrect things about that sentence. <laughs> there are. No, there aren't. That's true. You're right. And clearly, it doesn't need to be um, contextual. It's just like a good, like a good time kind of joke that everyone can relate to. Yeah. Like something extra humorous has happened. Indeed. Um, so, so in this like Alf 
elf infested uh series of shows wait did did elf not have a catchphrase he did it was i kill me but like we can't use that on every show are you serious it's i kill me yeah like as like i mean i get it but huh i mean i think like in in the context of of og elf um alpha correct it was around the uh the idea that alf would tell a joke and also found it very funny uh himself but he had such a flat affect too he really did yeah and i and i think the in in this larger fiction that we're constructing uh perhaps context that he's a freedom fighter trying to stave off waves of other alves and he is forced to kill him (laughs) over and over again it's like ah and he's tortured by it he's like i kill me I kill me. That's that's one interpretation. Did you just pluralize elf as alves? <laughs> yes. How Very else good. would you do it? I don't know. Alfi? No, I think you're correct. I just wanted to make sure that's what you had done. Yeah, elves. Okay. Man, every time I try to depart from alf alf it's just i get sucked back in it's just such a strong strong uh and potent character mm-hmm. I, I you know i don't want to say much about uh like the opening themes I, I don't think we need to like dig into genres or, wait, or wait, musical wait, styles wait. one sec D- when when he gets his morning coffee does he use half and half cream <laughs> But you know, I think the the other part of of sitcoms that we've certainly seen uh, falling off in in more modern works is that every character needs to be introduced for new viewers to like understand the show, and and mm-hmm. they they can kind of pick it up wherever and and be like, oh, I understand the cast of this of this sitcom. You know, it's not like who is this bespectacled suspended boy. Who just walked into frame and then stared directly into the lens. And then the show's like, of course, it's Steve Urkel. Now I understand. (laughs) He was bespectacled. And suspended. Yes. And I I love that uh, when that happens. Because then instantly, you know, I get an idea of their character. I know their character name. Someone will, like, look up comically from whatever they were doing directly into the camera and then their character name is shown i love yeah that. and then and it's like steve urkel does not know if he did that i'm pretty sure he was he was fairly confident about whether he had doing done whether he had done that mm-hmm. but why is he is it just a rhetorical question then i think it must be i think you know he he knew where the blame for that lay right and and so it's is it is it like a like a deflection it's a it's a self-preservation um tactic it's kind of like he he's wallowing in shame and and just you know it's too much for him it threatens to push him over the edge so he has to he has to come at it from a place of uncertainty mm-hmm. i mean it's really yeah he's he's trying to make up for his own deficiencies right. as as a human being That's and right. i think it's it's a shame that we we hadn't undertaken this project when uh family matters was airing because then of course we could have advised them that steve urkel's catchphrase uh 
would also have been I kill me. And I think that would have <laughs> right. been much better. It would have been amazing. Uh, especially with an, a nasal delivery. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to. Especially since cloning played a surprisingly Damn. large part in that show. Man, Stefan Urkel uh, was a bad dude. But so cool. He was super cool. Actually, now that I say that, can we have cloning in every show as well? Yeah. And it makes a cool clone of you who's like... Oh. Just a- what if you're... But what if you're like, like you or I... Um, maximum cool what would it do it makes the it makes no that's not possible (laughs) (laughs) but we are maximum maximally cool i mean cool people save things like maximally cool i guess you're right so case in point so then the machine would just kind of maybe it would wrap around it would just like you know um Mm -hmm. it would hit the maximum Mm-hmm. Uh, it would overflow the cool integer. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's a integer overflow error and it would just kind of be negative maximum cool. So, minimum cool, but not I mean not like maximum negative cool. Maximum mm-hmm. uncool. Mhm. So so incredibly uncool that like it it starts to approach cool from the other side. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Mhm. Interesting can't imagine meeting that clone of myself no i think that that bears some further thinking about this being 2018 i think we got to make that like transmedia cross-platform play with sitcom 2.0 mm-hmm. and i'm thinking like watch it on your flag i mean certainly just like throw that throw that great content up on your flag check yeah. out the temperature number have a good suck of maple syrup. <laughs> Why not? But live for that suck. Uh, the cost of production has come like <laughs> way down. Yes. Uh, CG is is more affordable than ever. It is. You know what I'm saying is like they could just release a new episode every week, but let the audience choose the ending. Whoa! What like live? Yeah. Nice. Maybe it, um, you would tell the uh, the um, celebrity interpreter. Mm-hmm. You'd be like, um, Hugh, Mr. Jackman. <laughs> and, then, and then you're like, this episode ends with Hugh Jackman making a cameo appearance. And he's like, oh, no, you got to go. <laughs> and he like, has to run yeah. to the set. Yeah. I'll be right back. Because oh. he's Australian. Yes, that's right. And, that's uh, exactly what it is. How did, is he there with you? Yes. Wow. You have a prototype already. Mm-hmm. I'm living the dream. And then, yeah, you can vote, you know, on your smart device or something uh, to get Hugh Jackman to tell the makers of the show what the ending is going to be. All right. It's me, Wolverine, taking over the show. <laughs> That's right. I haven't seen the movie, but doesn't he, doesn't, isn't there a clone in that too? Mm-hmm. Which actually begs the question... Does he say I kill me in that film? Is Logan a sitcom? Well, not with not with that attitude question. <laughs> so I mean if we think about like 
the famous episode of Friends where Ross' friend says the wrong name at the wedding. Yes. What if it pauses right before that and everyone is like, Hugh, here's what I want. <laughs> Jackman, make it happen. Make, make it happen. And then, and then Hugh Jackman come, like runs onto the set and whispers in uh, Ross' friend's ear. Mm-hmm. Or he just sort of steps off the side of the small vertical television to right, to right. make an important phone call. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then and, like, and then Ross is like, he says a different wrong name. Yeah, Hugh Jackman. Mm-hmm. Or no, he says, "I kill me." Or he says, or or he he says, "Did I do that?" Referring to the alternate timeline version of him when he says the wrong name. Mm -hmm. Or maybe his maximum cool clone runs in and takes over the whole wedding. Oh my god. Just constantly saying wrong names. I mean, okay, hold up. I think we need to settle something right now. Yes, what's that? If, If Steve Urkel's maximally cool clone was Stefan Urkel... Yes. What would Ross's maximally cool clone be called? Rass. <laughs> Rass Galler. Correct. Yep. <laughs> so let's talk marketing. Um, I don't remember anything about where we ended up for Movies 2.0. Was it like... Tunema or Tuvies? That can't be right. <laughs> Tuvies. I would have I would have remembered that. That's that's good. Yeah, that's that's some solid gold right there. That's pretty good. But is there okay. something similar with sitcom? Shitcom. See, I think you went the other way than what I was thinking. Well, I'm hoping that it ma- that it wraps around in mm-hmm. much the same way that, you know, maximally uncool mm-hmm. does. Well, let me let me lay this down. Standcom. Sorry. Sorry. Litcom. That's way better than what I interrupted you with. But we would have never known if you had kept it to yourself. That's true. That's true. I would have been like, what if Eric has a really good <laughs> a really idea? Funny thing? Nah. 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 No way. Um, litcom. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Now, is there any way to tie in the idea that, like, Alf is in everything, and you get to yell at Hugh Jackman to change the the ending of the show. Hmm. Yell Mac. Holy <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit! <laughs> well, yep. Uh, that's it. Uh, yeah. You know, I think we we both learned. A really special lesson today. Is this a very special episode of the redesign? Mm-hmm. Late on me. Friends don't let friends put Alf in every sitcom.
if there are things in your life that need to be redesigned, we want to hear about it. You can find us online at theredesign.design or on Twitter at theredesigncast. We'd sure love to hear from you and solve your everyday thing problems, and you can find the email link to do that on our website. If you enjoyed this podcast, it'd be top drawer if you left a star rating on iTunes or shared it with a friend. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time.